This week's podcast brought to you by Mr. Elton John. I was uh, having dinner with our, our eldest daughter in a, in a diner in New York one Friday night, and we were, we were admiring all of the framed, signed photographs on the wall, as is customary at New York diners and New York dry cleaners. Our daughter was particularly pleased that at our booth, above our booth, there was a signed picture of, there was a picture of the proprietors of said diner with Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez at the time that they were a couple. Um, and when when the uh, one of the gentlemen who worked in the diner caught saw our daughter looking at that, he called attention to, that's not my favorite. My favorite is the one next to it. And I wish I could remember the name of the dog, but there was a dog who was a social media influencer, a signed photograph of the dog. I had many questions, not least of which was, how did the dog sign the photograph with a Sharpie? But, but the question I asked was, what did he order? Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. I had the pleasure of taking a two hour train ride. Uh, this past weekend, last Friday. It was delightful, and uh, it made me want to get a fedora and a briefcase. I thought you were going to say it made you want to get a train. <laughs> it makes me want to get a choo-choo train, yes. <laughs> a fedora and a briefcase. Why? Were there a lot of people on the train no, wearing fedoras, it, carrying briefcases? No, but it, taking the train into the city is kind of a 1950s commuter thing, or 1940s, 1930s, 18. Were there a 70s? lot of people reading the New York Times on the train? Uh, a lot of people reading uh, broadsheet newspapers. No, nobody was as far. I mean, people were gazing into their phones, of course. Everybody was doing that. Were you? Did you bring the newspaper? No, I was I was actually uh, brought my iPad and was watching a documentary about Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward, his, his uh, wife. But that's not why I wanted to wear a fedora and and carry a briefcase i just felt like i yeah i should have had a newspaper and a uh, and then on a return trip i should have had like a scotch from the bar car or something so they have scotch in the bar car train bar cars strike me as they'd have like hard seltzers and cheap beer well i, I changed trains at new haven and and uh, from hartford to new haven and um in new haven i got on the train that had was coming from that goes from boston to Washington, D.C., stopping in New Haven and uh, New York, obviously. Newark, I'm sorry, uh, what's the place? Metro, uh, what's the place in the middle of New Jersey where the train stops? Metro Park. Is that it? Philadelphia 30th Street Station, Wilmington, Baltimore, BWI, uh, and then Are Washington, just- D.C. I'm just reeling off train stations. I was going to say, uh, okay. Much like the conductor was. But anyway, it was pleasant. And also, there was an interesting uh, vignette that I'd like to share with you. When the train uh, left the station in Hartford, the conductor comes by. They still have the little chick, 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 hole punch thing, mm-hmm. even though they're just scanning your 
you know, your ticket on your phone. And they still stick the thing above. They still above stick your the head. little 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 rectangular ticket, yeah, mm-hmm. in the seat back. And you know, you're you're kind of uh, scavenging for seats. There's no assigned seat. You're just finding an empty seat, and people are man spreading. And a guy across the aisle had aluminum briefcase, aluminum like cases on the seat next to him. You know, making sure nobody sat next to him. But I sat down, and uh, there were two empty seats, and, and fairly quickly, a uh, young man sat next to me. And when the conductor came to scan our tickets, he said he was he hadn't bought his ticket yet. And the conductor said, well, do that now. And then he went on and threw the cars and scanned out the tickets. They came back 10 or 15 minutes later and said, have you bought your ticket? And the young man said, uh, I don't think he said anything, honestly. Was he wearing a fedora or carrying he a briefcase? He was wearing neither a fedora nor carrying a briefcase. Okay. Um, I think he just uh, ghosted the conductor, actually. And the conductor said, you know, these guys are kind of, can be kind of gruff. He said, he said, I'll come back. I'll come back. And so he continued making his rounds, and he came back about 10 minutes later, and he said, you know, do you, have you bought your ticket yet? Now, by this time, we're halfway to New Haven, and uh, it's only a, an hour train ride, less than that. And uh, and then it became clear that this young young man he may have been in his teens, so I don't know. Uh, it became clear that he hadn't and wasn't going to and was going to get off the train in New Haven without a ticket. And the conductor, I thought this was rather uh, surprising in a good way. He said, somebody else had this extra ticket, and he punched the thing and stuck it above the seat and said, so this is this is yours now. I'm giving this to you. Don't get on the train again without a ticket. And uh, do you think somebody actually had an extra ticket? No, or do you no, think I don't he think was for just a second. Being a kind I, I think he was. I think he was. First of all, he was paying it forward, literally. So there's no way to to uh, repossess the the train trip that the right. person had just taken. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we're not going to presumably prosecute somebody for right. theft of train ride. Right. So I think he. I think he was just doing the human right thing. This, this is unrelated, but it's transportation related. The other day, I saw something I haven't seen in a really long time, and it was a hitchhiker. Really? Did you? Just, just thinking about like free transportation. Um, I did not consider picking him up because I had a kid in the car, and I wouldn't pick him. I wouldn't pick up a stranger anyway. Was not he carrying a, a, stranger. a cardboard sign that said Bakersfield or bust? No, and he. Uh, but it was rain. It was kind of rainy outside, so I felt bad for him. But no, he no sign. He just had his thumb out. And it wouldn't have made sense for me to pick him up anyway. It was like I would have only been able to take him about two or three miles. But uh, we haven't seen a hitchhiker in a long time. No. Uh, You used to see them, when I was a kid anyway, you'd see them. You'd see things you would see on the highways, that some of which you still see, some of which you don't. Hitchhikers? Mm -hmm. People heaving like the McDonald's trash Mm -hmm. out the window. Yep. I mean, you still see the trash on the side of the road. I just don't recall seeing people heaving it out their window anymore. Mm-hmm. It still gets there somehow. Mm-hmm. How does it get there? I don't know. They're still heaving it. We're just not seeing them heave it. And, uh, and then um, uh, you would also see, well, no, we still see. We've talked about this. Uh, people going 95 miles an hour. I was just going to talk. I was just going to bring that up because it's, it's disconcerting. 
And it's something that seems to have increased in its frequency in the last year to 18 months, at least around where we live, where we'll be on one of the highways. Often it's between Springfield, Mass., and, and Hartford, Connecticut, which is probably what? I think there's more than 20 miles? Yeah, I don't know. 30 miles, whatever. Are people racing? And it's, you know, at normal times of the day, like at 7 p.m., all of a sudden you'll just be driving your 60 miles an hour and a car will zoom 95. by 95, 100 miles an hour in between. With another car in pursuit. Yeah, like they're, and they're, they're it's weaving. It's an F1 race. Dr. Yes. Siegel would be horrified, yes. but but strangely it's, interested. It's terrifying. Like, it's not terrifying as, as it, well, I mean, it's it's a little bit scary as it's happening to you, but it's terrifying thinking about your kid behind the wheel while somebody else is racing like that. And there's never, like, there's never a speed trap ahead. You know, usually if I'm driving somewhere and you pass a, a cop, you know, uh, waiting to pull over a speeder, it's just, you know, people going a normal speed or, you know, not weaving in and out. And where are, where are our, and, our wonderful law enforcement speed and, trappers? And do you know, and nothing would be more satisfying than to see these people pulled over, not that they would pull over they would they would continue to just racing dart on. ahead yeah but but do you know why they they may get uh away with this with impunity why they do not have a fuzzbuster. <laughs> right did we mention fuzz busters on the podcast recently not recently but we have mentioned them you have mentioned Are you them. Sure? I, I haven't yes. because because sometime recently and we must not have mentioned this this came up in the car uh, probably on this Subject and I said and, and you 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 mentioned you know before ways and said you know police ahead in two point five miles or whatever you mentioned that people had those in in your words what were they called dust busters and I said no dust busters were the handheld vacuums that you cleaned the car with fuzz busters we have the, actually I think mentioned we fuzz busters that? in the last couple of months fuzz yes. busters mm-hmm. what did we have a podcast called fuzz busters and dust busters <laughs> I don't think we did um, but anyway it would be incredibly gratifying to see somebody uh, I mean I got pulled over in a small town for not coming to a complete stop on a completely deserted road um, at a stop sign you know get off the completely deserted road, stopping people like me for not coming to a complete stop, and go get those guys driving 100 well, miles an hour well, on the highway. I, uh, there's or been both. A, there have or been, both. Uh, or, 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 or don't. Or have cameras that capture license plates and stuff. That, I mean, not that I'm, I like the surveillance state, but I don't, I don't envy highway patrol pulling over not. a guy going 100 miles an hour and not knowing what you're going to encounter of course if not. they should stop um, it, it, it's just uh, but yeah it's 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 trending upwards it, there's a lot more of it and as we have more kids on the verge of or having their license it's it's troubles me you, much more than know, it used to do you know what I think the solution is what's the solution take the train <laughs> that's a good get solution. a hat yes get a double breasted suit Buy an extra ticket. Get a briefcase. Get a rolled-up copy of the uh, financial of the Financial Times. Mm-hmm. Sa- any salmon-colored newspaper that uh, that is um, devoted to stock markets and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, commute into the into the city. Good idea. And in the night, at night, loosen your tie mm-hmm. and and re- do the reverse. Okay. 
But anyway, I was going into the city to, uh, when I say the city, I'm referring to New York in this case, to uh, uh, meet our, our... Do people like in the Chicago suburbs or the suburbs of L.A. say they go into the city? Probably not. Well, weirdly, the, um, the suburbs of Chicago, greater Chicago, they refer to as Chicagoland. Mm-hmm. And uh, greater Los Angeles, they uh, often refer to as the Southland. The Southland. Yeah, the Southland. Okay. I'm sorry, we I have, interrupted. We, you. we have no such. We have no such <coughs> land. The tri-state area. Right. What is what is what is metropolitan New York called? Well, anyway, it's it's anyway, not important. You were on the what train. What was I talking about? You were on the train into the city. I've lost both my train of thought and, and my train. train story. Right. Well, I took the train into the city, and uh, our eldest daughter and I attended a concert in the um, in the small. It's not that small. In the overlapping bit of our musical Venn diagrams, we saw a band that we both have enjoyed, the Killers at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. You walk into Madison Square Garden, for those who haven't been or haven't been recently, um, it's it's plastered with New York Knicks and New York Rangers uh, wallpaper. There were a couple of signs yeah. and merchandise tables for the Killers, the band that we we're about to see, but it's mostly you're in a, in a, in a shrine to the Knicks and Rangers. Uh, sadly, not the Liberty, because when... The Liberty no longer play there. When the... They no longer play there. All of their history and uh, institutional memory has transferred to the Barclays Center. Yes. Um, and then you, of course, walk into the arena, and, and there, there are countless banners for the Knicks and the Rangers and Billy Joel and now Harry Styles hanging from the hanging Do they already the have a Harry Styles banner They hanging? do. It, it raised during, during the 15th of his 15 consecutive shows at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. They raised a Harry banner. I know this because... A, I saw the banner, and B, while we were in our seats, our daughter showed me the the emo- Harry getting choked up as they raised that banner. Because if you recall, we we watched with our One Direction loving daughter mm-hmm. when she was nine or whatever the the uh, documentary about One Direction behind the scenes, traveling with One Direction. They played their first show at Madison Square Garden, and their parents were there. And it, and and Harry says sometime during that thing that. Uh, you know, it, it, he can't believe he's playing Madison Square Garden. And now here, fast forward to now, September of 2022, and they're raising a banner for his 15th consecutive solo show there. This is, by the way, it's just a Harry Styles stand podcast now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and trains. And trains. And somebody, anyway, somebody uh, uh, edited those two moments together sweet. as they raised the banner. But why I bring all of this up is we had a great time. I love the Smiths. Uh, and two of their, you know, two of the four members of the Smiths, Johnny Marr and Andy Rourke, performed um, before the Killers concert, which was fantastic. The next night, as you know, Rebecca, there was a ladies and gentlemen moment. Uh, our, our oldest daughter always asks, do you think there'll be a ladies and gentlemen moment at this concert? When we were in L.A. at Dodger Stadium for Paul McCartney, he ladies and gentlemen Ringo Starr mm-hmm. brought him out on stage during the encore. I think the most... Uh, Memor- the, 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 we call it a ladies and gentlemen moment because of the of the George Michael uh, version, live version of Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. In the middle of it, he says, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John, right? Right, yes, exactly. So, uh, so the next night of two consecutive killer shows, we weren't there the next night, but the next night, um, Brandon Flowers, the lead singer of the killers, ladies and gentlemen, 
Bruce Springsteen mm -hmm. and Clarence Clemens' son, Jake Clemens, for the encore. So you would have you would have liked that. I, I would have actually preferred that. the Smiths. Um, can you? I want a ladies and gentlemen but, 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 moment. Next, but, the next time and every time you're in the kitchen with our children and I walk in, I want everything to stop and for you to say, ladies and gentlemen, mom, or ladies and gentlemen, Miss Rebecca Russian, as I come in. I, I will do that. Will you give me a I ladies and gentlemen moment? I will do that. But but you know, if that George Michael song had been recorded today, of course, he would have had to say, ladies and gentlemen. Sir Elton John. Right. So would you like me to say, ladies and gentlemen, Dame Rebecca Lobo? Or just or Madam Mom? I don't know. Let's think of what's what's the best uh, didn't, didn't, best way to introduce didn't, me. Didn't last week we... We um, We've talked mom to bomb diggity. You could do that. Ladies and gentlemen, mom to bomb diggity. Are, are we... Are we um, how much time do you spend in, in the course of an average day kind of thinking of, of honorifics for yourself? <laughs> Clearly lots and lots. Um. But I was what I was. Why I bring what all of this up? My my train has not yet. Oh yeah, Enter has not the yet station. entered the station. Um, so this is just shows you we've had a life that has been so uh, that has overemphasized. I think you'll acknowledge sports, right? Sure. Yes. I wouldn't say it's overemphasized. Excessively sports, sports centric. Uh, I think just an appropriate the right amount. amount. Just the right amount. Meaning, the meaning right amount. all of it devoted to sports has been the right amount. I wouldn't say 100% of our life is devoted to sports. I think we have a healthy 90% of what we do. I'm not saying 100% of our life. I'm not saying 100% of our life. I'm saying 100% of your life. Okay. That, uh, not 100. I'll go in the 90s, and I'm okay. completely fine with I, that. I'm totally fine with it as well. It's not a criticism. I'm just saying that that's our life, right? Right. I, I like but, to think I have a separate life from you, but no, that, that but I, I, you like to think I do. You, you do. <laughs> anyway, what's I, your point? I, I, I was I, I was going to say you'd like I'd be I'd be uh, it, it'd be more appropriate if you had said I'd like to think that we also have a life that's not separate from sports and and but anyway, what I was going to say, and I'm sorry I'm stammering about this is. Other people don't have that life, and sometimes we forget that because so much of our family, friends, and and professional life is in, involves sports. So, the gentleman sitting next to me was talking to the gentleman sitting next to him at this concert, and he said, "The one guy said, my boss has floor tickets to every Knicks game." And the other guy said, now, understand, we're sitting in the, quote, the world's most famous picture. arena. What are these, how old are 35, these guys? 35. Okay, so they're both in their mid-30s. They look like they're just buddies at a concert. Just buddies at a concert. Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, the one guy didn't seem to know about the other guy's boss having, you know, uh, I got the impression that they were buddies, but they weren't, but like, not you know, work buddies, besties clearly. or anything like okay. that. Yeah. So the one guy said, my boss has floor tickets to every Knicks game, and his buddy was definitely into the music, and I'm sure was big fans of the Killers. His other buddy said, he says that, and the, the buddy says, do the Knicks play here? <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean. Uh, were they, were they, um, the, the guy had were not, they American? <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they were, they were, oh, I, I assume they were New Yorkers, or at least lived in, mm -hmm. live in New York. Um, but I said to our daughter, how did the guy get to his seat? <laughs> I mean. 
Because you're walking it's the through whole, the Knicks have a been, place plastered with Knicks the, the and Knicks Rangers have been, have been terrible stuff. for 20 years. Yeah. But it is still, the entire place is a shrine to the, to the Knicks. Right. You would think that the Knicks were the 17 consecutive time uh, NBA champions. Right. Like it would have been fair for him to say, did the Liberty used to play here? That'd be fair. Because there's no signage, this guy, this there's guy, no this guy. But You think this guy has ever heard of the Liberty? He didn't know, he didn't know as he was sitting surrounded by, uh, with Knicks by, banners above right. him and, and Knicks posters all around him that the Knicks played there. Um, but anyway, not a criticism, not even a, on on the contrary. I, I appreciated that that you can have a have a presumably fulfilling life completely oblivious to uh, to sports, it, even when they're they're right in your face. There, you're saying you as like the collective you, the collective you, and 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 um, you know, and it also suggests that Madison Square Garden's uh, self anointed moniker of the world's most famous arena there may be a small element of wishful thinking there do you think you could have a completely fulfilled life without any sports like like never going to a kids sporting event or never well that's different the with super kids super bowl or never never putting no, sports if, on if the on kids TV. if the kids play sports then you want to you know applaud whatever they're doing if they if they were really into Playing a trombone, you know, you'd go to the recitals. So, so right, uh, the kids' activities aside, could, uh, no, I, I, I mean, I, of course, you could have a fulfilling life, I'm but s- but I I would rather not. I'm saying like none of our kids did uh, say ballet past the, you know when they were really little. So it's not like we've gone every year and watched um, the ballet. If they had done that, I would have enjoyed it, but. They didn't do it, and I haven't missed that one bit. But there's, I think I would miss it if they, you know, hadn't the played sports or whatever. Right, the difference between uh, uh, ballet and basketball, for instance, is ballet isn't on seven channels on TV every night. Ballet right. isn't uh, ballet recaps don't fill your social media feeds and and um, you know the famous ballerinas and their salaries and their alma maters and all that stuff are not uh, widely known to millions of people so if by the uh, way can you hear my stomach my stomach this entire time has it's like the killers are inside my stomach performing a concert so if anybody if my mic is picking up any of that i apologize by the way the killers have a very distinctive logo of of it's just the killers but in small circles that looked like, you know, marquee lights. Mm-hmm. And as our daughter and I were walking out of the world's most famous arena, we saw a guy wearing what appeared to be a The Killers t-shirt that looked like all of the other many ones that were there. But in fact, his said, The Victims. <laughs> really? Yeah, which we appreciated. Just one last thing about, you know, could you have a fulfilling life without sports? You know, the, the, the flip side of that, of ballet isn't on tv every night and all that is is here's the uh, the downside is the right word but here's where it may tip into excess okay mm-hmm. you have friends we, we talked today about somebody who's in the insurance industry which is not uncommon here in the greater hartford area right right when they uh when they go to work 
have a fulfilling life in insurance, they don't then come home and coach their kids in the insurance game and then unwind by watching competitive insurance contests on TV. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Do you see where I'm going with this? You seriously don't see one, but if you're if you're in the basketball analysis business, for instance, mm-hmm. you spend your your days or your evenings or your weekends analyzing basketball for a living, mm-hmm. which you you love. Then you coach basketball, and then you unwind by watching basketball. So that's where if if the sports is a is an avocation or a diversion from the rest of life, it's one thing. If it is the vocation and avocation and you know entertainment then it, it, that's that's where I for would, other people not yourself it could it could tip into excess i would just look at that as how lucky a person is if what they love to do in their spare time also happens to be their job like how great would it be i think we would all want that for our kids like what do you love to do in your spare time i love to listen to music and my job is to be a music critic or i love to do this I do this in my spare time, and how fortunate am I to be able to also do this for my job? I don't know that um, I would look at that as tipping into excess well, why, why, as much uh, as. I'm, I'm saying it's a potential hazard for other people, clearly not for you. Right. And for me, as, as somebody who's spent the decades writing about sports, I enjoy unwinding by uh, reading up on insurance. Well, but reading a book. So is that t- tipping into excess if you're reading a book or reading a book about sports? Since you are a writer, is reading? No, of course not. Uh, I, I there's a, there's a there's a note of um, I don't know accusation. I don't know if it's accusation or uh, criticism. I think there was yeah. a note of criticism. Because I have a job that I absolutely love, and that lets me. No, no, no. I'm. I'm. There's no no criticism whatsoever. No, I felt like there was a little bit of. Criticism I just asked there. if 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 sports was sort of the dominant feature of our life, and you said. Yes. Yeah. So I think that that's all. And I would miss sports. I think wasn't that where the question originated well, that, from? That was a question you asked, and of course I would I would miss I would miss it as well. Fortunately. It's a hypothetical, and, and nobody's going to take away sports, I don't think. I don't think. Shall we get to viewer mail? Let's get to viewer mail. Big bad look, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. Hi, Steve and Rebecca, writes uh, Ed, our resident patent attorney. Hello, Ed. How are you? First, Rebecca is absolutely correct. One cannot say mom da bomb diggity without smiling, kind of like Becca Boo. Uh, <laughs> did Becca Boo come up on a recent podcast? I don't know. Because that is, of course, your... It's one of my childhood nicknames. One of your childhood only, nicknames. Only that my parents would call me, though. So it must have come up on a recent podcast. I don't know a recent one. Ed's been listening for a long That's time. That's true. Second, writes Ed, the pool noodle. Ah, of course, our resident patent attorney would know the origins of the pool yes, noodle, right? Yes, he would. The pool noodle does indeed have an industrial origin, though not exactly the one that Steve conjectured. They were initially used as some kind of sealing device for expansion joints. Think roads, bridges, buildings, created by a company called Industrial Thermal Polymers. Remember, I, I recently insulated our hot water pipes mm-hmm. with uh, what 
That was I mean, you last week. You were resembled narrower pool. You did that. Yeah. You installed our uh, shade, which, by the way, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed because yeah. it's down here in the basement. The shade that you expertly installed, yes, um, and is doing a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. Um, it was clearly for a smaller window because there's a foot of. <laughs> Um, open space at the bottom of it. Like right now, you probably no, just saw. I no, there isn't. It goes all the way down. When I installed it, I put sure? it all the way down. Yes, and I'll and I'll okay, put it all the way down. Okay, because I couldn't later. get it all the way down. Okay, well, I, and I, I didn't want to break it. I just assumed that's how it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't designed for a smaller window. Okay, it was, but tell me more about the origins of the pool uh, noodles slash pool noodles. Were uh, someone in the company thought they'd be great pool toys. The rest is history. Steve's theory is essentially correct. The practical application came first, insulating pipes. Then someone pictured it as a toy. Alas, the pool noodle was never patented, which was probably a bad business decision. Wow. I wonder who who, who gave it the name pool noodle. I'm more just uh, impressed that Ed heard our podcast and went and looked up. In his the, patent attorney yeah, uh, looked database. Up in his database, the the patent for the pool noodle. Well, Ed, Ed, Ed uh, regales us with another... Uh, patent tale. Are you ready? I'm ready. This recalls the super soaker story. The technological origins of that toy lie in a high-pressure valve originally developed for the Air Force. An engineer there, Lonnie Johnson, thought it would make a great water gun, and it certainly did. At one point, the super soaker was allegedly the best-selling toy in America. Mr. Johnson did get a patent for this. Presumably, he's doing quite well. Interesting. He's a, This guy is a, an aquatic arms dealer, as right. it were. Right. I should add the term pool noodle does not have a U.S. trademark. And if you're curious, the term bouncy castle isn't trademarked either. I would hmm. think both would, would have been uh, trademarkable, right? Yeah, you'd think. Still enjoying the podcast, and thanks for your efforts, yours and Denny's, in putting it out. Ed in Maryland. Ed, thank you as always. What are we going to do if Ed or another one of our viewers finishes an email with no longer enjoying the podcast? Well, I, I, I gonna, bid you I, adieu. I, I, can, I can tell you exactly what we're going to do. We're going to get a new patent attorney. <laughs> what if, I don't what if, think Ed is that easily replaceable. What if What if you or I end uh, a podcast with no longer enjoying the podcast? <laughs> then there's a problem. Steve and Rebecca writes, uh, tough schist. Hello, tough. Tough schist married to Stone Curtis. Mm-hmm. This is not my first time writing to BNC. The tickets for the Women's Final Four went on sale this week. I'm on the list for the pre-sale, but I'm so disappointed that I did not get tickets this year. By the time I was able to log in and get the promotion code to work, all the good seats were taken. Isn't that true for everything now? Of Isn't course. it just bots and, and ticket Yes. The, the algorithms snapping them all up? Course. I don't know what an algorithm is. I just like saying it. I know that everything that bothers me about technology has to do with an algorithm. Yes. Uh, also, Al Gore, you know, famously claimed to have invented the internet, or people claim that he claimed that. I don't know what he actually said. Right. And 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 his name is sort of contained in the word algorithm. Oh, I never noticed that. Yeah, I just noticed it now. I have had seats on the ends behind the baskets in these large arenas. I would rather watch on TV. Yeah, th- those are not my favorite. Uh, my favorite vantage point no. for a basketball game. I normally plan a girls' long weekend around this event and had a blast the last time it was in Dallas. I'm so bummed and we'll have to plan a different girls' weekend. Where is it this year, Rebecca? Dallas. It's in Dallas this, mm-hmm. this time around. Okay. 
Last year, I had extra tickets in Minneapolis, and you connected me with another listener. It didn't work out, but I was able to sell my extra tickets, and it all worked out. I really like visiting Minneapolis and may go for the Big Ten tournament this March. It's normally held in Indianapolis, which is an easy drive from our house. It's a fun time, as I have been a women's basketball fan for years. We enjoy the podcast. So they're still enjoying still, the podcast. Yes. Uh, tough Schist, married to Stone Curtis. Thank you, Tough Schist. Uh, and and let's, let's thank Stone Curtis for uh, just for, for being there as well. Yes. Um, so the uh, Big Ten tournament's in Minneapolis this year. Yes. I did not know that. Yeah, is Target it, is Center. It, is, it, is there a reason it's not in Indianapolis, or are they just going to rotate it now? I don't know. We heard from Allison in Fort Collins, Colorado last mm-hmm. week. Uh, she is, um, she is uh, provides an address for swag, so if anybody wants Good, swag. Good, because you, uh, you had said it, you needed an address because. Yes. She adds, I purchased a toaster oven slash air fryer yesterday, and I'm still chuckling about Rebecca's Mother's Day convection oven. Mine is smaller, but still significantly larger than the toaster it replaces, but it can warm up French fries. Rebecca, this brings up a delicate situation. Have you, has anybody used that thing? Or is it, has it joined the museum of, of uh, dusty appliances? We haven't used it yet, but we, uh, but we should. <laughs> okay. And we will. Just not yet. I'm going to uh, mark this emails on red so that I can send swag at some point. One of the, uh, I thought one of the biggest benefits we would get from the toaster oven would be reheating um, pizza. Because, mm-hmm. you know, nobody likes pizza in the microwave. It's warm, but it's the crust is no longer crispy. But you're the one who always reheats pizza. And you always do it in the oven, even for a single slice instead of the toaster oven. Well, what, one of the problems with me and, and pizza and our son and with most of us in pizza is there's nothing left to reheat. Right. I thought you were going to say you forgot that we had the toaster oven. Well, that too. Yeah. But uh, but until uh, until just now, now I've remembered it. Hi, Stephen. Rebecca writes, John in Georgia. Okay. Hello, John. Uh, it has been a while since I've written, but love the podcast and all the laughter it brings. It has been a while since I've written, but I wanted to chime in on the email boxes. I am one of those persons who hates that red number on my apps. Rebecca, we talked about this, this last is, week. Uh, I'd gotten down from 4,000 down to a couple hundred. I'm still not in the double digits. I'm still in the triple digits. And but, I asked But have you maintained? People, yeah, I'm still in the mid-200s. And I asked, are, are most people like you and me who have a ton of emails in their folder, or are, are most people good about keeping their inbox clean? Can I can I predict something? Yes. You're going to be on a, on a on on the email equivalent of a yo-yo diet. I might be, yeah. I it's going to be. balloon back up to one or two thousand. Uh, um, my goal is to not let that happen until March. It will inevitably happen in March when I'm getting tons of emails every day from different colleges about whatever, and don't have time to to curate. Okay. Well, John writes, I must look and open the email at least to see what's from and what it's about. I don't always answer them right away, but I can't stand seeing that red bubble. Rebecca, you did have me smiling and a bit of a laugh at mom to bomb diggity. You are right. You cannot not smile when you say it. I was driving when I was listening and a smile crossed my face. I do remember also the little black combs on picture day. They didn't always help with that piece of hair that wouldn't go down. My school pictures were always a, a lovely sight. My mom always loved them. LOL. Thank you all so much for keeping us laughing. I look forward to your podcast each week and see where life has taken you. So John in Georgia is still enjoying it, Rebecca. Oh, good. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Um, uh, we got school. Did, did, did we talk? Did school yes. pictures come up last week because we had just gotten school pictures? Because our daughter had had hers taken. Okay. We hadn't yet gotten well, the digital image. It, and it was lovely. Yes. 
And of course, she said she didn't like it. Right, which then makes me rethink, because I had said, you know, if they take them digitally, because she had said, they don't let you see them. And I thought, I said last week, they should let the kids see them, because if they don't like them, but then I realized, like, our daughter didn't like her picture at all, and it's wonderful. It looks just like her. She's smiling. It's it's lovely. And what you want is a picture that looks just like her, the way she looks in seventh grade, of in course. her case, because then you can look back, and that's what you looked like in seventh grade. Of course, when it, whether it's the, you know, an awkward stage or a not awkward stage. Although I think everything's an awkward stage from like grade what six or seven through but, but senior it, but year. It, but it, it, there's no evidence of that in the school picture. It's exactly no, it's, what it what it ought to be. Exactly. Uh, Ralph in Maryland writes, "Hi, Restiva." I seldom get more than a few emails in my inbox and very few in my spam. It's always wise to check spam because a legit one might be included. I had an Alan Alda-type dream some years ago. Remember, we talked about Alan Alda uh, appearing in a stage play and forgetting where he was, that he was in a play, and only recalling he was in a theater when he saw an exit sign. Yes. I had an Alan Alda-type dream some years ago where a term paper was due in 15 minutes and the old family typewriter kept jamming. (laughs) I woke up in a bit of a sweat. I think all of us will have dreams like that. From time to time, Rebecca, have you had uh, that that anxiety dream recently? And have you ever had them related to a television broadcast? Yes, I've had uh, I've had anxiety dreams where you know um, I'm still in college and I'm not going to be able to make it to my class or have a test that I haven't studied for. The anxiety dream that I'll have occasionally pertaining to my life now and in, in work is that I'm going to call the game and I ha- I'm completely unprepared. I haven't built my board. I haven't watched games, I, or I, I can't get there. Like there's no flights that are going to get me physically to the game. I'll, I'll have those occasionally. This completes the circle. So you broadcast basketball, then you coach it, then you unwind with it. When you fall asleep, you dream. You have anxiety dreams Could. about basketball. Yeah, not very often. I'm not a particularly anxious person, but it does happen occasionally. Do you have to have happy dreams about basketball? Do you dream about basketball? You know what? I do sometimes dream that I'm still playing. Like I, my my body still allows me to play. I like those dreams. That's like a dream. That's like those are like dreams of flight, right? <laughs> those are like dreams where you know an amputee might have Phantom their limb leg. back. For me, it's I have my my knee works and you, I can you, play basketball. You've, you've 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 escaped the clutches of gravity, and you're, you've no, taken flight. They're not quite that unrealistic. Happy birthday to Rebecca and your son, writes Ralph. I like spice cake, too. We don't, your, your birthday is tomorrow. No, it's not. What's today? Tuesday. Well, then your birthday is the day after tomorrow. That's right. Okay. Yes, and it's our son's birthday as yes. well. I mean, is there a, is there a uh, what kind of cake do you like? I know you like It truffles. doesn't matter what kind of cake I like. This morning, I asked our son the, the requisite question. I said, what kind of cake do you want for your birthday? And he said, ice cream cake which is perfect because that's my favorite kind of cake as well. So we'll have an ice cream cake for our son's birthday on Thursday. Oh, one more quick hit here from Allison in in Fort Collins. She said she listened to an episode where Dr. Gary Siegel described baseball on the radio as very soothing or something like that. She submits for our consideration cricket on the radio. Nothing like it. I never know what they're talking about, but the words are very calming. Try it. Cricket on the where cricket, do you find cricket, cricket on, the radio on the radio? Sounds like a, a new wave band from the eighties, doesn't it? Totally. Uh, that's that's that was cricket on the radio with. Yeah. Uh, where do you find cricket on the radio? You know what, Rebecca? The internet is a wonderful thing, and you can get any radio station anywhere in the world. Mm. Uh, I sometimes just just on my laptop tune in like 
BBC Four or something just to just to hear what what the what the shipping report is in um, in the UK Isles. I do. Okay. Rebecca, this next one comes from a gentleman that we met in uh, New York City after you'd taken the train. After I'd taken the train, you joined me. I did. I took the car. Took a car. You drove. I drove the minivan. And uh, and I drove back. I didn't get to take the train back. But uh, you and I and three of our children found ourselves uh, walking to dinner in New York City. We did. Uh, on Saturday, Saturday evening. Saturday evening, yes. And a gentleman. A gentleman. Introduced himself. Said hello. He did. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, Said he was a ball and chain listener. I mean, nothing makes me smile other more than mom to bomb diggity. Um, just slightly less than that than when a stranger says they listen to the podcast. I love it. And more significantly, and I think we're bearing the lead here, he said that he, his brother-in-law mm-hmm. was... Works on the teeth. Of my brothers. Of your brothers. In Chicagoland. That's right. His brother in Chicagoland. His brother-in-law, right? His brother-in-law is a dentist. He doesn't just randomly. But work a dentist on their to teeth, the stars. My a dentist to the my, stars. My, my two brothers in Chicagoland have had their have had their uh, uh, teeth their examined. Have been by this guy's brother-in-law. Yeah. So that he's he's sending us a viewer mail. I I love it. Hi, Russian slash Lobos, writes Charlie. My Catholic guilt has been going since we had a chance encounter in New York, mainly because I never asked your daughter about school, etc. I was tongue-tied and a bit starstruck. The my brother-in-law is your brother's dentist line ain't exactly the most enticing opener. <laughs> it is actually On the contrary, one of the most enticing I mean, openers. It, 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 if you don't think that I, I immediately texted my brothers and said, I just met your dentist's brother-in-law. I wonder if it's a HIPAA violation. You're mistaken. Hmm? What if it was a HIPAA violation for him to tell us that his brother-in-law is your brother's dentist? Uh, well, I, I certainly hope it was. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was no other kind of violation. Right. Let's let's right. say that it was it was uh, it was the best opening line I've heard in ages. Right. Anyway, but I've legit read every word Steve's ever written. Thank you, Charlie. And like everyone, have followed Rebecca's story forever. Most importantly, I'm a devoted BNC listener these days. We appreciate that. Anyways, great to meet another uh, family and best wishes to your daughter. Our son Charlie is a sophomore. Dropping him off last year was brutal for me, but I'm doing better now. Just ask my therapist. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad to, glad to know that uh, that we weren't alone in, in, the, uh, in the trauma of dropping off our, our child at college. Um, but anyway, no, it was great. Seriously, it was great to meet you, Charlie, in New York. And... Um, that's oh no, that's not it, Rebecca. There's more. No, that's that's it from Charlie. But I'm saying that that's we we uh, and here it is, Monday Night Report from Dr. Gary Siegel. Shall we? We shall. Dear Rebecca and Steve, writes Dr. Siegel. Despite my best intentions to have composed this note during the mon- during the day Monday, it is 10 p.m. and I'll throw together a few thoughts enumerated below with my thanks to both of you for continuing to entertain us. Along with our hosts and the viewers, we all have Florida and other hurricane-stricken areas in our thoughts. Additionally, social media has informed me some of the below comments, which are presented in no particular order. Um, yeah, the, the hurricane in Florida made landfall, a uh, place where we 
have been frequent visitors, Rebecca. Yes. So, of course, our thoughts are out there, and I'm sure doc, one of Dr. Siegel's thoughts will be about the uh, Braves overtaking the Mets in the National League East this past by sweeping them this past weekend in Atlanta. But let's see. One, Steve, what a night with your with your uh, college freshman to see the Killers at MSG. Bravo, and I'm sure that it was great to both see her and the Killers. It, it was indeed, and then we got to see the guy in the Victims t-shirt as well. Right. Two, many podcasts ago, the sponsor for the podcast was, I believe, Bouncy Houses or Bouncy Castles. The now four-year-old granddaughter had a birthday party at a park near her New Orleans home featuring juice boxes, pizza, a gourmet beer menu, and a bouncy house. Oh, they're the best. Gourmet beer menu at the, at the uh, four-year-old's uh, party, too. I mean, nice. That is, uh, that's the way to do it. Three, keen view gourmet beer, not craft beer. Maybe there's a difference. I, I, I like the I like like bouncy castle. Uh, I like the I like the phrase gourmet beer, and I'm going to start using it. Three keen viewers may recall that as a teen, I worked in a family True Value hardware store. Just like our hosts, I also shop at the local hardware store, which happens to be a True Value one. Nice. We I, mentioned our True Value local hardware store last week. For True Value, what's what's the um. Oh, Ace is the one. Ace is the place. Now they say Ace is the place folks. with friendly hardware folks. That's right. It used to be Ace is the place with a friendly hardware man. That's right. right? Yeah. So so we can say, uh, nobody can say that humankind hasn't progressed at least a, a millimeter in the last several centuries, right? Right. Four, in the last podcast, one viewer wrote about participating in 52 parades over a year. My New Orleans daughter-in-law is on a crew and gets to ride on a two-story ginormous float annually at Mardi Gras. It's quite the spectacle, and here's the secret. There is a porta potty hidden within the float as constant day drinking leads to inevitable visits. Wow, smart. Who knew? And disgusting all at the same and, time. And, and interestingly, the float has a toilet, and toilets have a float. That's that ball that, that bobs in the tank. <laughs> That's what it's called, a float? Yeah, I know this from, from constantly from your... watching YouTube videos on getting toilets to stop running. Right. Here we go, Rebecca. Five, the Braves swept the Mets in three gripping baseball games last weekend. As I type, the Braves are losing to the Marlins, and the Mets have been postponed until Tuesday for a doubleheader. The magic number is one, and Ernie Banks said, let's play two. The final outcome for the Annalise will not be known if you record on Tuesday. No, but it seems inevitable that the Braves will, that, that some combination of the Braves winning a game and the Mets losing a game will, will happen in yeah. uh, the next few days. So that means Go the Mets. Mets will be the wild card and, and likely play the Padres, I think, in the, in the wild card series. Six, let's credit a viewer who called for more viewer mail. I can try to shorten these missives should the host and or viewer wish for me to do so. Has there been a clamoring, Rebecca, for uh, Dr. Siegel to shorten his missives? I don't think so. I think not. Seven, similarly, clever viewer Kevin had a great phrase in his note, harmless hijinks of knuckleheads. Knucklehead, shenanigans, tomfoolery, gentlemen. All of these words, depending on the tone and or context in which they're used, can be so rich. Knuckleheads, shenanigans, tomfoolery, and gentlemen. Mm. And gentlemen, if you did a word cloud of this podcast, gentlemen would probably be one of the larger words, wouldn't you think? Yes. It's such a great euphemism sometimes. Gentlemen? Yeah. Yeah. Eight. Uh, a Man Called Ove is a delightful book by Swede Frederick Backman that I finally finished. Say that again? A Man Called Ove, O-V-E, mm-hmm. is a delightful book by Swede Frederick Backman that I finally finished. Okay. Are you in the market for some book suggestions? Well, I'm, I'm always interested you in always people's are, yes. uh, book recommendations, uh, but particularly interested in what Dr. Siegel 
is reading. I, I assume Swede Frederick Backman is um, the guy who started Backman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> okay. A nine Singapore Grand Prix report, mixed conditions, wet and dry, and a rare error by Red Bull Racing during qualifying meant that championship leader Max Verstappen finished seventh and didn't secure the championship. Teammate Checo Perez of Spain won from P2 in a fantastic drive. A strategically lucky late pit stop decision by McLaren resulted in a double points finish, P4 and P5. Rebecca, I know you know that that's, uh, that's fourth and fifth place uh, to the layman. Their championship rival in the constructors' points table, the French Alpine team, had an unfortunate double DNF, did not finish, and now trails McLaren in the points table. Japan next week, then Austin, where I'll be live for an on-site report in the stands at the end of the long back straight where you can hear, see, and smell the cars as they prepare to turn 12, prepare for turn 12, a ripe spot for overtaking. The reader is referred to the track map below. There is indeed a track map below, Rebecca. It is sort of the shape of a, uh, I don't know, a, 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 um, a microscope. That's what it looks like. It looks like a, um, a bottle opener. It looks like a, it does look like that, the rabbit uh, bottle opener, wine bottle opener. 10, and, and lastly, best wishes to Holly, who apparently has a home in the stricken area of Florida. Her short video on Instagram was encouraging. Uh, she's, how is she doing, Rebecca? I haven't actually talked to Holly. I just saw that same video that you were referring to. Um, and I think, at least based on that, that things look uh, look okay for her in Florida. Uh, that's it. All the best. Gary, parentheses, not proofing tonight. Uh, and Rebecca, that's all we have. I think it's enough. Some I will say too it's, much. it's enough. So, Denny Gallagher, thank you as always. Tom, Dick, and Hari. Play us out. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in the cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts your sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.